We're talking money, but without the filters. It's the one thing that none of us can escape, but that we still can't talk about without cringing. I'm Victoria, Millennial Financial Advisor. And I'm Ellie, Money Coach and founder of This Girl Talks Money. Each week, we'll be having a no-holds-barred conversation about real-life money. Nothing's off limits here, so grab yourself a coffee or a cheeky glass of wine and settle on in. Hey, how are you? Hello, all is well. I am very ready to be let out of my little chicken pen and I'm in serious need of some sunshine so let's hope it's on its way ASAP. But how about you, lovely? I am also in serious need of sunshine, uh, feeling pretty stressed out, to be honest, because it's coming up to the end of the tax year. So a very busy time for me. But I'm excited to have a break and hopefully a gin and tonic with you in the sun next month. Oh my gosh, absolutely. But let's get into this week's question because I think it's one that a lot of us have probably asked ourselves a few times. So I cannot wait to talk to you about it a little bit more. But before we dive in, you know what I'm going to ask? Tell me what have been your best and worst investments of the week? Well, I have a really good one this week for my uh, my best is an app called Motivation and it costs £20 a year, which I think is quite a lot for, for an app. But honestly, it's so worth it. It basically gives me motivational quotes all throughout the day, which I love. Here's one from this morning, just so you can see how good it is. This morning said, A woman should never invest in a relationship she wouldn't want for her daughter, nor allow any man to treat her in a way she could scold her son for. Isn't that perfect, given what's been going on this week? I actually don't have a worst for this week, so I'm just going to do another best for you. I ran out of moisturizer and just had to grab something when I was in the supermarket because my skin is very dry, like all of us. Um, I bought a Nivea Organic Aloe Vera moisturizer and it cost, it was only £5.99 and honestly, I love it. I think I'm converted. So yeah, another winner. What about you? What were your best and worst? That's actually the dream because I spend an absolute fortune on skincare and I must say I am a hardcore fan of my Clinique moisturizer. We'll talk about that another day, but £5.99 is an absolute bargain. Anyway, my best this week is a Pret meatless meatball wrap because it's this delicious, toasty little lunchtime treat, which for once actually feels like a decent portion, which is not always Pret's strongest point, I've got to say. But the worst, oh gosh, a plant. So it's a plant which we bought and it really just needed more love and attention than either Chris or I could give it which has highlighted the need for us to really make sure when we choose plants that we go for absolute basic care required. And it doesn't give me loads of hope for the future for any additions to our family, but only time will tell. (laughs) Well, at least the meatless meatball wrap was good. That sounds fabulous. I want one myself. Anyway, why don't you tell me what's in your inbox this week? Yes, absolutely. So this week, I've got a letter here from Nadia, who is 25, and she's living in Manchester. It says, since I left university four years ago, 
I've been so focused on my career and increasing my income that I haven't really stopped to think about what I'm doing. I grew up very comfortably and didn't ever really question that I'd go into a high paying career. But as much as my job is okay, I don't love it. I assumed that adulthood would mean working hard and earning lots of money, which would make me happy because I do value nice things and expensive holidays. But now I'm several years in, I'm starting to question whether more money is actually going to make me happier. And if the answer is no, what am I working so hard for? Yeah, this is a conversation I have all the time and I totally get what Nadia is saying. We all think that having a lot of money will make us happier. And for most of us, it does seem like that's the case. But why don't we start this chat at the other end? Is there a point at which more money doesn't actually make us happier? So I've been wondering about this as well. And yeah, it does turn out that there is. So a huge study was done in the US by one of the big universities and it showed that there is an ideal income point and it does vary depending on where you are in the world. But the really interesting reveal of this study is that once you reach a certain income level, earning more can actually cause satisfaction and happiness levels to drop. So according to these researchers, on average, the ideal income point is £68,000 for ideal life satisfaction and around £43,000 for emotional well-being. And this is the amount for individuals, so I'm guessing that for families it would be higher. And that doesn't actually surprise me too much when I think about it, because, you know, £68,000 is still a lot more than the average salary. But I think my instinct would have been that you'd be looking at even higher. And perhaps that's because it's a reflection on the fact my cost of living is pretty high, or the fact that people around me are quite high earners. But it is always helpful to have an objective idea of what those numbers might be. I've been thinking about why this might be as well. And I've got a few thoughts, but I want to know what you think. And what do you reckon is behind why we always feel like we need more money, whatever it is that we're earning? Well, I think, first of all, you make a really good point about your cost of living being high because you live in London, which is massively more expensive than, say, Leeds, where I am right now. So clearly it is going to take a lot more for, for somebody like you in London just to meet sort of basic needs than it is for me. So we do need to keep that in mind. But in terms of why we always feel like we need more, when the evidence suggests that we don't, I think it really comes down to the fact that everything's relative. I think with the cost of living, especially in London, being so high these days, and as we know, the fact that school does not prepare us for this, it takes some doing just to get to the point where we can meet all of our basic needs. But once we reach that point, then we start to look up at people who earn more than us and can afford the luxuries that we all like the idea of. And then that's what we start working towards. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I guess for every person, then more money can mean a whole range of different things for their life and for their ambitions. And it really isn't as simple as simply hitting that enough number and then being happy, is it? You're right. It definitely isn't. The truth is that the more money we have, the more money we spend. So we never actually feel any richer and we never stop wanting more. It's actually a really well-known phenomenon called Parkinson's Law. 
which essentially says that work expands to fill the time allocated. So for instance, if you give yourself a week to complete a task, even if it's something really basic that shouldn't take too long, you will end up overcomplicating it and having to use the whole week to do it. So when we apply this to money, all it means is that our needs will expand so that we spend all the money we've got. And I can honestly say from lived experience that I know this to be true, but believe me, I've seen that even people who have three million pound pay packages manage to find ways to spend all of that money. We hear all the time that we need to open our minds and realize that there's no limit on what we're capable of earning. And I absolutely love that message. But what we don't hear is that equally, there is no limit on what we're capable of spending. So what about when we first start earning though? Because at university, for example, most of us managed perfectly well on a fraction of even what we'd be earning on a low salary. So surely if we kept that mindset, we'd carry on spending less than we earn. True. But would you want to be living like a student at age 28? The thing is, But in the early stages of our careers, each pay rise just makes our lives feel materially better, doesn't it? We start to look for nice houses to live in, in nicer areas. Our holidays go from being cheap and cheerful to fancy resorts and nice restaurants. We can treat ourselves to clothes, etc., etc. And I think it's fair to say that all these things just do make our lives more enjoyable. Yeah, you're right. At 28, I do not want to be living my student lifestyle. And I can definitely relate to this, you know, from my own experience from being a student through to earning my first salary, my lifestyle and my expenses constantly expanded. And don't get me wrong, I had a great time. And I've been on some insane holidays, so I don't regret it for a second. But it does mean that you then have to go through the process of of undoing that behavior and starting to rein it in if you want to be satisfied with what you've got and not always be chasing more. I guess it goes some way to explaining why so many of us get to our mid-20s or mid-30s even and haven't really paused to think about our money setup and whether we actually need to rethink how we're spending. Because the idea of thinking about saying no to any of those costly things that have become part of our everyday life by that point sounds so dull and boring you know it really is a challenge especially given that we live in quite a materialistic world sure I hear what you say and you're right we do live in a materialistic world and we do all just have a lot of material wants that drive this need to keep spending and accumulating and like I said it doesn't matter how much money you have even if you're earning millions this is still the case My guess is, from working with very high earners, that it often isn't about the money itself, but what the additional pay means to them. I think it's one of the ways that we value ourselves in society. We always want to be growing in some way, and whatever level you're at, I think to earn more somehow tells us that our value or our worth has increased. Gosh, that's scary, isn't it? That we value ourselves based on how much we're worth financially. I mean, it does become so easy to become preoccupied with 
the pursuit of material possessions, I get it, without realising it, especially when we're told to keep buying and buying and buying all of the time. And I think what we really need to do is look at ways that we can manage this temptation to expand in line with our bank balances, as tricky as it might be. So do you have any suggestions for how on earth we can begin to start that? Absolutely. And actually, this is a a really big part of my job. I think the first thing to really think about is what you value and what's important to you. Most of the time, we're so busy trying to earn money that we don't actually step back and think about this. But essentially, it really does lie at the heart of this conversation. Once you know what's important to you, then instead of spending aimlessly, you actually start to allocate your money in a much more purposeful way to the things that genuinely make you happy. Something that's really helpful to do is to set aside some time and just write down all the things that you really consider important and what your goals are. And the key here, Ellie, is just to be honest with yourself. I mean, most of us value things like time with our loved ones, feeling healthy, getting out in nature, stuff like that. But let's also keep it real. A lot of us also value material things very highly as well. You might think that a three-week holiday to the Maldives is going to be really important for your well-being, or that buying a really expensive car is going to motivate you every single day to work harder. And these things are all totally valid as well. It's just about getting clear on your own values rather than listening to all of the competing messages out there telling you what you should want and what you should be striving for. Because once you have an idea of your values, then you can shift your focus onto these and really make achieving your goals and your values the new focus rather than just constantly aiming for more and more and more all the time. Yeah, this is something that I have really been trying to spend time on more recently because there's just so much noise out there and oh my gosh, I could expand my spending far beyond my income in the blink of an eye. And I'm saying this as a reformed shoe addict who bought shoes like they were toilet roll at the start of the pandemic. But one thing that has really struck me as I worked through my own values and started to try and undo my materialistic tendencies they still exist, but they aren't anywhere near what they were, is how finding joy in simplicity and stripping things back can actually really help. And I do think that the pandemic has helped this because the lack of socialising has exacerbated it as well. But I've come to realise how I don't need that many things in my wardrobe. Having a small wardrobe also does help. But we have to be more selective about what we buy. So actually, when you take time to think about what you want and you invest in something that you want to last for longer, it is more satisfying than the new outfit every week mentality, which I lived by back in my uni days. Plus, it does keep your home much more clutter-free and I am a huge fan of keeping the clutter low. I know exactly what you mean. There is something very calming about having less clutter everywhere. And I'm a huge fan of simplicity in many ways. I hope that's given everyone some food for thought because it it is a really tricky topic. And ultimately, we're all trying to find happiness. So 
On that note, Ellie, why don't you give us an inspirational quote to sign off with? So I've actually got a Steve Jobs quote here, which ties in quite nicely to our materialistic chat here. And I think it is actually very on topic. So the quote is, your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Perfect. Love it. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Please remember to hit subscribe, share, and tell us what you think and what you want to hear us talking about next.